Good morning, church family. God is good and all the time. So listen, I asked them not to pray for Israel because I wanted to have a little prayer time right now with you guys. Many of you know 1,400 that were killed when they, Hamas first came in. Over 200, close to 250 are still held hostages, including little children, grandparents, on and on. But also 361 IDF, Israeli Defense Forces soldiers, have been killed to date. So this is pretty serious. When Jim prayed, wherever Jim is, he brought out some of the things that are going on out there. But I just want you to know that we, again, have had, we have a ministry out there that we've been supporting for years. And now they sent us a little video of what's been going on. This was an 18-minute video. You can see the whole thing online if you like. We cut it down to a church length about three and a half minutes, just to give you a feel of ministers that are right there in Jerusalem right now. So go ahead and play that little video. <clears throat> Shalom from Israel. This is King of Kings Ministries. My name is Danny Geppard, and I'm here together with Pastor Chad. And we thought it would be a good time to have some questions and answers right here from Jerusalem. Pastor Chad, what is the mood here in Israel and the current situation right now? You know, we get a chance to talk with a lot of people, uh, different congregations and ministries all over Israel. Uh, and the mood right now is anticipatory. What that means is it's everybody's on hold. They're on pause. It's, it's almost as if the country can't move forward until we wait and see what's going to happen. How is this war affecting the congregations here in Israel? Uh, pretty dramatically, I would say. Um, on the one hand, you have... Every congregation has had soldiers, uh, Israeli soldiers, get called up to battle. Um, but in addition to all of the soldiers that have been called up, you have families who have had to flee the country. You've had foreign workers who were called out of the country. So King of Kings has started a war relief fund. How is that going and what kind of projects and humanitarian aid has come out of that fund? Well, we want to first say thank you to all of our uh, friends, members and partners around the world who helped us with the Israel War Relief Fund, step one, get them to hotels, get them to hostels, Airbnbs, wherever it is. And then step two was the, the step of bringing clothes and uh, dried food goods and um, shoes, jackets, blankets. It was kind of step two was get them into a stable situation out of the emergency. And then we wanted to go a little bit further with people who were going to be displaced for a long period of time. Um, many of you have been praying uh, for us, with us, and we are so grateful uh, for your prayers. We appreciate that so much. And Pastor Chet, just want to ask you, uh, what are some of the major prayer points that you could share with us and update us on? We need wisdom for our government to tread carefully. On the one hand, every country has the right to defend themselves, absolutely, and there's the, there's the biblical mandate for the preservation of life, absolutely. Um, but on the other hand, you want them to make good decisions, decisions that would please God, decisions that would be consistent with the scriptures as much as possible. Um, so the prayer for wisdom for the government, then safety for the soldiers, um, those that are trying to do their best to keep other people safe, to pray for the release of our hostages, that God would preserve them, that he would uncover their location, that they would be returned home safely. And then the fourth prayer I would have would be for those innocent people, 
Um, the world should know there are innocent people in Israel. There are innocent people in Gaza. There are innocent people in the West Bank uh, and all over this region. There are innocent people that don't agree with Hamas and Hezbollah. They don't agree with the ideology uh, of jihad and, and these, these ideals. So uh, let's pray for the innocent that they don't get caught in the trap between the fire and that when they are alerted to get out of a dangerous area, that they are allowed to leave that dangerous area. I, was felt, I felt it was good to share with you. A lot of times we tell you we send money here, we send money there to see the ministries that we are involved in. We are strategically placed around the world, church family. Next week, I'm going to share a minute and a half video with you from Lebanon and the work that they're doing even into Turkey right now. With all that's going on, to God be the glory to get us in this position. Amen? Also, we are blessed to be a blessing. It really, the part that hit me on this video was that there are innocent people in Israel and there are innocent people in Gaza also. Amen? And they're, they're under a heavy thing. You might have seen the video where they were told to go, I think it was south or north, whichever direction, and they were being shot by Hamas as they were going out, killing their own people. So the Israeli Defense Forces now is building a barrier of their own bodies to get these people to safety so that they can get into these tunnels and destroy this evil group. Amen? So I'd like to go ahead and pray for Israel today as we, have, we do every week, but we've been doing... So if you want to stretch your hands out towards the flag, if not, that's fine also. Father God, we do lift up the nation of Israel. And we know Israel's not going anywhere because Israel is the nation of the last seven years of the Bible of planet Earth. We know that this is Jacob's sorrow, but we're seeing things right now that is so delusional, it's beyond words. What we're seeing in London, what we're seeing in France, what we're seeing in our own university, the spirit of anti-Semitism that's rising up is so delusional. Lord, you said so clearly in your word that you would bless those that bless Abraham, Israel. You would curse those that curse Israel. And through Abraham, all nations of the earth would be blessed. Through Abraham, through Israel, came the Messiah. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. And the whole world has been blessed because of him and those that believe. You also told us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. This is what you tell us to do. There is no hatred in my heart for the Jewish people, even when they spit at Christians or when they say, I would never accept that Jesus because their eyes are blinded right now so us Gentiles can come in, but their eyes will be released and they will one day call out to him to whom they crucified, to whom they let on that cross and they're gonna call Jesus their friend. But till that moment, we pray over the nation of Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for these hostages. I can't imagine over a month already in the conditions that they're living. I pray for these little children that should be playing with dolls and play, playing with a ball and being under this evilness right now. I can't, I'm praying for Holocaust survivors that are 
held there. People from other countries that, that have nothing with this that happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. To hear two of them hierarchy women say, Muslim men, they should rape women because that's their trophy. How sinful, how disgusting, how off godliness in any way that we could think. We pray for the Israeli Defense Forces. We pray that you give them supernatural wisdom, especially with these, these bombs that are on the ground, these missiles that they're becoming more sophisticated, Lord. Even this morning, a group of workers, electrical workers, were in the wrong place and, and are in serious condition right now. So we pray for the nation of Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We see, as Jim just said a minute ago, so many ships, 11 nations out there right now. Something's about to pop, Lord. We just thank you that we are looking up. We're living in warp speed days. Scripture is being fulfilled. And as John the Apostle said, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. We know there'll be no peace in Jerusalem until the Prince of Peace sets up his throne. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Continue to pray, amen. I've never seen, you know, when we talk about delusion, I, I didn't expect this to happen in our own nation, to see what's going on in London, to see what's going on in France and other nations, just blowing me away. But it shows the spirit of Antichrist that's in the world right now. Amen. Thank God we got Psalm 91. Amen. As uh, Tim Moore shared when he was here, we are living in gloriously dark times. Amen. Let's get into the word today. Would you turn with, with me to Revelations chapter 4? Father, we thank you for the word of God. It gives us the strength, especially in times like this. It seems like for the last half a decade, we every week there's just something going on. It's just mind-boggling. And if we were to live in fear, if we didn't know what your book said, oh, men's hearts will fail them for the things that are coming upon the earth. I thank you I stay in peace. I'm looking up, Lord. You said to set my affection on things above not on things of this earth. We thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So this month we started a series very simply called Majesty. Would you say that with me? Majesty. The majestic God that we served. It's Thanksgiving month, and I just wanted to brag on God for a little bit today, amen? But as I'm bragging on him, I'm showing us who we are and what he has given to us, which is just mind-boggling. And that's why I believe the Apostle Paul said, the suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Amen? We looked up the definition of the word last week of majesty or majestic. And if you weren't here, here's what it means. Ready? There's no way you're going to write it down, so just, just listen up. Exalted, great. Elevated, lofty, stately, dignified, distinguished, striking, magnificent, grand, splendid, glorious, impressive, awe-inspiring, marvelous, supreme, regal, royal, kingly, imperial, noble, lordly, sovereign. And I saved the one that I loved the most to the end. Awesome. <laughs> Would you say it with me? 
awesome. I just love that. Our God is an awesome God. When we start to understand with our little minds in this state that we're in right now, how awesome God is and that he created everything for his good pleasure, we get a true understanding of how special we are to him. That God, God is so mighty that he could have shut the valve off, ended air to us and be done with the human race that quick. But he didn't do that. Instead, what he did was sent his only begotten son to die for us. You tell me that we're not special. But God, but God, get that in your heart when the devil throws things at your mind that you're no good, you're unworthy, you're this, you messed up again. Just say, yeah, but Jesus, amen, but Jesus, but Jesus, he did it all for me. When your husband tells you, I don't love you anymore, I want a divorce. When your wife says, I'm having an affair with someone, just say, yeah, but Jesus, but Jesus. He promised me he would never leave me. You might forsake me. You might leave me. My family, some of you are dreading Thanksgiving. You got to see your brother, your sister, a, a, a person, and you're like, ah, but Jesus. But God, for the great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he sent his son to die for you and me. Amen. In Revelation 4.11, I'm going to read this from the original King James Version. I love the way it says it. This is Revelation 4.11, King James, the old King James. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Watch now. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Think about that. We were created for God's pleasure. God loves us. He enjoys us. You ever look at yourself? Sometimes I don't even enjoy me. Anybody know what I mean? Sometimes I do stuff and I go, are you stupid or something? Anybody? Come on, please. At least one hand. All right, thank you. At least a dozen. The rest of you are perfect. I see it all over you. No, I'm just playing with you. The statement that I brought out last week, and you can misunderstand this statement, but if you get it right, it is very dear to the heart. Here it is. The greatest thing we can do in life, the greatest thing we can do in life is to enjoy God. There's nothing greater. We were created for his good pleasure. We were created for his enjoyment. I'm created for his enjoyment in my life. Again, on the surface, this statement seems selfish. But when you understand who God is and that he made everything that you see for you and me, think about that. In all my years, I'm going to be 65 years old next month, all right? In all those years, I have never even once seen a dog sitting looking at a sunset. I have never seen a cat go, look at that majestic mountain. I have never seen an animal just say, I just want to lay under this tree and enjoy this breeze. He made all things for us human beings. He made that sunrise. Oh, I love getting up early when I'm at the beach and just waiting 
for that sun. You, you got the clock. It tells you the exact second that it's going to rise, and you watch it right at sea level there. Go up, 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 and then it's like a big plop at the end as it goes above the ocean. Anybody ever do that? Does anybody wake up early in this church? All right. Anybody ever watch a sunset? Or we don't live at the Pacific Ocean, but you can watch it up at high point in different places like that, right? When we understand that God made everything for us, then we understand that there is nothing greater in life to bring him joy. And as the giver, God is the giver of life, the best way to bring him joy is to enjoy him, to enjoy what he created because God receives joy. Receive what I'm going to say right now in giving. God receives joy in giving. He is a giver. He could have easily made this earth red like Mars or, or empty like Mercury, but he made this earth filled with millions upon millions of different creations that man can study, man can learn about. He made the mountains majestic. He made the hills rolling. He made from the mountains to the valley to the oceans. You guys sing so good. God help America. Amen. We saw that last week God blessed us with everything in this life that we need on our spiritual part, that our spirit man is totally complete. Your spirit man is not growing up. Your spirit man is 100% complete. But what do we need? We need our minds to get renewed, to get our bodies in line. Amen? Listen, people say, ah, oh, you know, my body's just as good today as it was, you know, really? Look at yourself in your high school yearbook and look now. The outward man is perishing. You can't stop that. You can stay as healthy as you want, but there will come a day that you will have to die unless the Lord returns. Amen? Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. We looked at this last week, but I just want to bring out a couple quick points on it. How many were not here last week? Just put your hands up real quick. Okay, all right. So majority of you were good. good. And again, if you miss one, just catch it online. We do it on podcasts. We do it on YouTube. We do it on our website, on our app. There's so many ways that you can hear the word of God during the, during the week. Ephesians 1.3, ready? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who, had, who has, King, New King James has, has, Old King James has, hath, hath, past tense, already done. What hath he already done? What does it say? Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. This is not our own. This is always through him. He has done it for us through him. Are you with me, church family? It doesn't say I've been blessed with some spiritual blessing. It says I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse four, just as he chose me, say, I'm a chosen one. I'm a chosen one. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessing, and now he says he chose me 
in him before the foundations of the world. Now, you got to go to the book of Job and one of the chapters in the book of Proverbs that kind of shows you how God made the world and how he put order out of that chaos. And you see it over there in Revelation chapter 1. But here he says, before he even started, before he even put one inch of dirt on this ground, he already knew us. Let that sink in your mind. Tell me isn't that isn't the love of God. That, that, tell me that isn't a parent getting his, the room ready for the baby. Man, a liver. I remember as our kids were getting older, me and Diane, I got to get him a swing set. Every kid's got a swing set. We drive all the way to Sears in our, my little Volkswagen diesel rabbit. Remember that, Diane? And we, he says, how are you going to get this home? We'll tie it to the roof. Imagine a little diesel rabbit with this thing on both ends from the Rockaway Mall up to Wantage. All right. But why do you do stuff like that? Because of the love that you have for your children. Why did God make the Caribbean water, all those different colors in the ocean with the sounds of the wave? And I can just go, oh, why? Because he knew that this creation he was going to make in his image and likeness would enjoy it. Wow is right. What a God. Look what he says. Just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoptions as sons by Jesus Christ. So now Jesus is not the only son anymore. God's got many sons and daughters, right? He's the first begotten. Hallelujah for my Jesus. Rah, rah. Amen as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Now watch. According to the good pleasure of his will. It brings him pleasure to bless you. Don't let religion rob you. God wants you to be blessed in life. Now listen. Don't let blessings control you. The Bible says, the Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. When things become more important than God, you got a problem. But if you can keep God first, let him bless you to be a blessing. God has no problem with what house you have, what car you have, what boat you have, what toy you have. He has a problem when the car, the boat, the toys, whatever, start taking up all your time. Anybody with me on that? To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Hello, accepted ones. Now watch. Today, I'm going to the White House. I'm going to go right past those gates. I'm going to knock on the door and say, I want to meet with Biden. Here's the way I'll be walking out. Anybody know what I mean? I am not accepted there. I am not on staff there. I'm not in the cabinet. I haven't been invited. I'm not part of the family. But I'm in the family of God. 
And he says, come boldly into the throne room. Come talk to me. Come enjoy me. Let's fellowship together. Let's dance together. Let's laugh together. Let's cry together. Have we ever gone to God and said, look, I want nothing. What do you want, Father? What's on your heart? Can we really say that to God? Try it. Come on. How many love giving gifts to their kids? How many love to hear? Thank you. Thank you. How's your body feeling right now? It's feeling really good right now. Why not? Thank them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I can see that red shirt. I can see that pink shirt. Thank you for the colors I have in my eyes. Some people would give millions of dollars to have good eyesight. We have it. Just thank them. Thank him. What should I thank him for? Anything. Thank you for the road. I get to drive. You ever see some pictures of some countries? It's their mud and their holes everywhere. We got shocks. Come on, you remember our old cars, right? Boom, you hit a hole. You, you felt it for three hours later. We smooth riding, music, air conditioning, heat, fast food. Whatever you want. It's like, boom. We live better than the richest man that ever lived on the earth, Solomon. He didn't have electric fans. I go in the room, gets a little hot, get a switch. He didn't have that. We had people fanning him. Nothing like a fan. He didn't have this little thing on my wall that I just turn and he comes out of there. One guy from the country never had heat or air conditioning in his house, went to a meeting, got hot in the meeting, and he noticed that it was getting, that this usher walked over to the wall, touched this little dial, turned it, and it got cool in there. So he asked the usher at the end, what is that thing? He said, well, that's a thermostat. Where do you get one of them? Well, you pick them up at the hardware store. So this guy didn't know. He went to the hardware store. He bought one of them, put it on his wall, and it didn't work. <laughs> he needed the power source behind it, amen? And we got the power source. His name is Jesus. Can I get an amen? All right, let's keep going on because we're going to be here to midnight and I'm not going to do that to you. God not only gives mankind our needs. He knew that man would need air. He gave us air. He knew that we would need food. He produced food. Do you ever think about Adam and Eve had enough air to breathe and now there are 8 billion people and we don't know how many billions died from that point on and we still haven't run out of air? We haven't run out of food? We haven't run out of sunshine? We haven't run out of, and I mean, the government wants to get rid of all this stuff, but God provided it all. No lack whatsoever, right? And not only does he take care of our needs, but the Bible says he also gives you the desires of your heart. Why is it that a woman loves jewelry, yet God made sure there was gold in the ground? There were diamonds in the ground. All of this, get away from me. Being attacked by the flies. You know what the flies are, Beelzebub. Get, anyway, everything that we have today, everything, came from God. 
The refrigerator you have came from God. The freezer, the washing machine, the car, everything. It came from a metal, a source in the ground that God provided because he knew mankind would learn and develop that and be able to create those things. Think about that. Everything goes back to God. Remember, the universe was created for the earth. The earth was created for God's man, mankind. And mankind, man and woman, was created for almighty God. Amen. Last week, we started in Genesis chapter 1. Would you go ahead and turn there real quick? We left off at day 3. But the important part I want you to see of those first three, because a lot of people get a little confused. God created light on day, uh, let me see, verse two. Yeah, on day, uh, on day, the first day, it says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And a lot of people say, yeah, but if he created light on the first day, why does it say he created light on the fourth day? This light of the first day is an illuminating light. In other words, the earth was in darkness. The earth was in chaos form. God brought himself to bring illumination. Well, you're going to have to prove that to me. Can I? Turn with me to, to Revelation chapter 21 and verse 23. And I found other scriptures on this, but my goodness, we, we would need hours to just go through all of them. But look at Revelation 21, 23. Hold your place in Genesis. We're going back there. Here we see that God is the provider of light and that for all eternity future, the source of light in heaven, I didn't say earth, we're coming back to the earth, but in heaven, we're going to be able to visit heaven somehow, some way we'll be able to go to New Jerusalem, heaven, the earth, the galaxies, amen? But here it says in Revelation 21, 23, the city, the New Jerusalem, has no need of the, say it with me, sun, or of the moon, the shine in it, for the glory of God illuminates it. The lamb is its light. There's your Genesis chapter one, the first day. Now we're going to look at Genesis chapter, oh, let me get to it. Genesis chapter, four, chapter one, verse 14. And let's go to light. There's so much in between, but I got, I got to keep moving here. God is good. Amen. Jot, jot this down. Colossians 1, 15 through 18. And the reason I want you to always see Jesus in creation is because we get to see Jesus visibly. Amen. You get to see this man that walked the streets of Galilee, his humility, his humbleness, his strength, on and on. And he's the one that we're going to live with forever. Not going to be some sort of God pulled us little strings, you do this, you do that. It's freedom through all eternity, freedom. What about the people in hell? So many people think Satan's going to be in charge in hell. No, he is not. He's going to suffer just like everyone else in hell. Don't find yourself there. That's stupid. A fool says in his heart, there is no God. Don't, don't find yourself there. Come on. Verse 14, you guys are eating up all my time. Ready? This is Genesis 1.14. We all good today? Amen. Here we go. Then God said, I love the God said, because that's our authority. We should be speaking it like that. 
Let there be lights, watch what he says, in the firmaments of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for us, say with me, a sign and a season. Many times there are things that go on in the stars. Lunar eclipse is always for the Jewish people because the Jewish people use the moon as their calendar. Solar eclipse is for the Gentiles. That's for us. We have a major solar eclipse coming next year. I believe it's April, right? It's called the Great American Eclipse. And now if you look at it, the one that was six and a half years ago came down this way. This one's going this way, and it makes an X right over the United States. Don't know what it means. You can look at it on Google, and you can see it. But it makes an X right about where Kentucky is. So anyway... We don't know what the signs, all of them are. A lot of times with Bible prophecy, it, you, you get the full revelation as you put the pieces into the puzzle. You, you know what I'm trying to say? You know, we see in part, we prophesy in part, but one day we're going to understand it all. Amen? So these are signs and for seasons, for days and for years. So we still have our seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall, right? We still have our calendar month, and we still have the rotation of the earth around the sun, 364.25 days or whatever it is, 365.25, and then you have a leap year on top of that. And let them be, watch what he says, for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, and watch this. He goes through all that explanation to tell you about the moon and the sun. And then he says this. And he made the stars also. Professor Hubble. That's what the Hubble Space Telescope was named after. He was looking through this monster telescope. You could see it. It was in L.A. And he said... Man at that point only believed that the stars they were looking at belonged to our Milky Way galaxy. And our Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years across. Amen, 284,000 miles per second across 100,000 years. So it's huge, right? And it's a swirl. You can still see bands of it on extreme dark nights. Anyway, but he came up and he said, those are not stars out there. They're other stars galaxies. That's why they named the Hubble telescope after him. That was in honor of him for the discovery because it opened up a whole nother world. We thought there was one galaxy and here we are. Now we're finding out there are many more galaxies. So through the study and especially through the Hubble telescope, they have now found through Hubble that there are billions of galaxies and every galaxy has two to 400,000 stars with planets and everything else in them. But now there's a new space telescope out there. It's called the Webb, right? It was, uh, right? That's the name of it, the Webb Space Telescope. And now they've upped their numbers up and they say, no, there's not billions of galaxies out there. We're projecting that there are trillions of galaxies out there. And with each, within each of them, are two to 400,000, two to 400 billion stars, planets, on and on. Why do I bring that out? Because God did all of that, and he says, 
He made the stars also. He talks about the earth. He talks about the sun. Because without the sun, we can't live. Without the moon, the earth would just wobble. It needs it for the tides and on and on. So God says, let me tell you how I'm going to make it all for my little kids. The stars, you're going to get to explore them and go for hikes on them and do all that stuff out there. But right now, we'll start with this little marble of planet Earth. They say that when astronauts come back from the space a space uh, station out there and stuff, they are so overwhelmed they can hardly talk about what they see because it's so amazing. I'd love to see it, wouldn't you? Just the earth. I don't want to go through the vroom, vroom, vroom anyway. But any, you know what I'm trying to say. But I would just love to see it, how God saw it. You might say, but I'm just a little grasshopper. Yeah, in a sense, we are these little people. But in God, we're huge. In God, he would send his son, his only begotten son, for me. If I was the only person that would receive this gift, he would die for me. That's mind-boggling, church family. Let's continue on. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day, over the night, to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. So the evening and the, four, and the fourth day, our majestic God is seen every night. All you got to do is look outside. Look at the stars. When they say that there are more stars than grains of sand in our entire world, can we just park here? Think about what he's saying here, that this awesome God of ours, he can do all of that, and he did it for us. Let that get in you. Get this scripture deep within you. Jeremiah 32, 27. Get this in you when you're going through the hard moments of your life. Get this in you when your mind is just right now. We all go through it, guys. I'm no exempt. But look at what it says, Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Come on, say it with me. Is there anything too hard for me? Come on, say it. Is there anything too hard for me? Come on, say it. Is there anything too hard for me? What's he saying? I can take care of that sickness that's in your body. Can you trust me? I can help you with those finances. Can you trust me? I can help you through this marriage situation. Can you trust me? I'm a big God. I said, <laughs> let me read it again. Yeah, I made the stars also. Let me just give you a little glimpse. Look up on the screen. This is Psalm 19, beginning with verse 1. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. See, God wants you to enjoy what he made. He wants you to go out at night and look up and go, wow, you made it all. He wants you to see Venus in the morning, Mars as it comes across, Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury, well, you can't really see Mercury because it's so close to the horizon. But she wants you to see these things and just go, wow. The heavens proclaim the glory. Job gets into the constellations. We'll talk about that next week. The skies display his craftsmanship. Do you ever think that the closest star next to the sun is about four and a half 
light years from the earth, and then there's more distance. That's trillions of miles. And it's just out there perfect. Just out there. How come? He made the stars also. <laughs> day after day, they continue to speak. See, the stars are speaking. Hey, there's really a God up here. Night after night, they make him, him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard. Is that the truth? The stars don't go, hey, Diane, look at me. But uh, Diane will take the grandkids outside and go, Marcello, see, that's the Big Dipper, and that's the Little Dipper. And if you'll follow its tail, it'll take you over to the North Star. And they're just looking at it. Learn something new today, huh? Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. All the world is seeing these stars, right? The southern hemisphere gets their stars and the northern gets our stars. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding night. Oh, yeah. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. Sunrise. The sun rises at one end of the heaven, and it follows its course to the other end. Sunset. Come on. Sunrise, sunset. You know it. Okay. Nothing can hide from its heat. Go over with me to Psalm 8. We'll wrap up here. Psalm 8. Oh, Pastor, why are you talking about the majesty of God? Because I have so much to thank him for. He took a squirrely bird, 17-year-old, and took my life on a whole new path. And I say, thank you, Lord. I'm not the most educated man, but I'll tell you, I love God. Amen. You're not going to get big words up here, but you're going to get passion up here. Amen. And I'll take passion over big words anytime. As one minister said, I might not be the sharpest knife in the draw, but God can still use us. Get a sharpest knife in the draw. Anyway. You got it, okay. <laughs> Here we go, Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, infants, that's us, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you might silence the enemy and the Avengers. That's not Marvel Avengers. That's different there, right? Verse 3, watch. When I consider your heavens, the works of your hand. What's he saying? Take a peek. The moon, the stars, which you have ordained. I want you to see what's going on here. This is King David. Can you imagine how dark it was out there as a shepherd at night? The only light was a little flickering of the, the flames. And he just looked up and he just starts saying this. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. What is man? Mankind, women, you know when I say man, it's mankind. That you are mindful of him. The son of man, that you visit him. Watch. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. That's not a proper translation there. You go to the New American Standard. You go to the actual Hebrew here. It is the word Elohim. So this is what this verse says. For you have made him Man, a little lower than God. Think about it. We're made in the image of God. That's not to exalt us. To me, it humbles us that God would make us that way. You have crowned him with glory 
and honor. Now watch. You have given him mankind to have dominion over the works of your hand. What are the works of God's hand? Well, he just told us. Verse 3, when I consider the heavens, the works of your fingers. What part is the hand? Fingers, right? You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep, oxen, beasts of the field, birds of the air, fish of the sea that pass through the path of the sea. O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Can I get an amen? This is our God. This is how much he loves us to have this relationship with him. Would you join me now as we sing the song Majesty again? Would you please stand up and let's sing it to this majestic one, this holy one, this awesome one. Go ahead.
Let's sing it without instruments. Majesty, kingdom authority, flow from his throne unto his own, his anthem reigns. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship His majesty. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. We love you, Lord. You are the majestic one. You are the awesome one. You are the lofty one, the holy one. You are Jesus, Abba, and Holy Spirit. Just in a worshiping attitude, just go ahead and be seated. It'd be horrible for me to talk about this great loving God and not give you an opportunity to know him personally. So I ask you today, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you asked him to come into your heart to be your Lord, to be your Savior? It's the only thing God requires of any human being is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. That guarantees you heaven. That makes you righteous. That gives you eternity with him. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You shall receive eternal life. You shall be born again. Today, if you have never made that decision, would you pray this prayer with me? And we'll all pray it together to help you, to make it easy. But say this from your heart. Words alone won't get you saved, but words connected with your heart will do great things. Say this. Dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Forgive me today. I believe today that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for me on the cross of Calvary. And I believe today that I am born again in Jesus name amen no one looking around just for a moment but if you're here today and you prayed that prayer for the very first time excuse me as a rededication to almighty God I like to say congratulations what I like to do as the pastor of this church is give you a little gift before you leave there's no charge for it it's our free gift to you what we want to do is give you something to help you as you walk out these doors. 
to get you started. If you don't own a Bible, we'd like to give you a New Testament. There'll be a little card inside that package. These are all free. I won't ask you to stand, and I'll not ask you to come to the front. But we have altar workers that are around the sanctuary. As soon as they see your hand go up, they'll bring you this gift, and you can put your hand down. Amen. So if you're here today, you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart. You're doing it today. Or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. You would like to rededicate your life today. Or maybe you're not sure yet, but you would still like this little package to check out. You're seeking. God understands. And I ask you also to raise your hand. So if that's you for any one of those threes, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one of our altar workers. Would you just slip your hand up? Let them see it and they'll bring this package to you. Thank you for that hand there. Thank you. Thank you for that hand there. Thank you, Roseanne. That's you. Just slip your hand up. As I said, we're just going to put a little package in your hand. You don't have right over here, Grace. Thank you. Thank you. If you don't have a New Testament Bible, let us bless you with one today. That's you. Join these three today. Just slip your hand up. Not here to embarrass you. To help you get started. Church should be a place where people can get started and then grow also. A place where they can be fed weekly. And even during the week with small groups and different events. But that's you. You've never received Jesus. You've received him, but you're not living for him. You like to rededicate your life. You like to join these that have already raised their hand. Just slip your hand up. Let an altar worker see you. And they'll bring you this package. Don't be afraid. I'm not here to harm you in any way. I'm just here to bless you today. We as a church have been super blessed to be super blessings. Just slip your hand up. For those that raised your hand, we'd just like to give you a big clap. I'm going to close in prayer. Our, our team here is putting together. It's a wonderful life. In December, the dates are, will be given soon. It's going to be awesome. So they're going to be practicing in the sanctuary. If you'd like to join us for prayer, we're going to go meet over in the conference room. Boy, we were stuffed in there last week. About 18 joined us. We just have a time, about 30 minutes of prayer if you'd like to come with us. And also, I, I invite you to join me each day for a time of prayer. You can come on at any time during the day. It's on Instagram. YouTube, and it's on Facebook under CFFC NJ. Amen. CFFC New Jersey. Amen. Let me bless you as we go. Father, I thank you for this time of prayer, this time of service, this time of seeing people get out of the gates of hell and get into the gates of heaven. We love you, Father. We thank, thank you for our time of fellowship out there. I am so blessed when I look at all those Operation Christmas Child boxes out there, Lord. It blesses my heart. Phone call the other day, yesterday, uh, of someone, how do I do it online? It's just we're a giving church, and that's why you have blessed us in so many ways. I thank you now, Father, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors, that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. We are blessed be a blessing. God bless you guys. Have a great afternoon.